We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Big Screen Sports listeners, quick note before you get to today's episode talking Rocky with Michael Montero. Uh, If you're a regular listener of this podcast and the Rocktober thing we've had going on, you'll know that we release an episode on Monday covering the first Rocky movie. I will make some references to it in this episode as next Monday's episode because I recorded this last week with the intention of putting it out Friday. My software didn't cooperate, but fortunately, we have that for you today, so when I say next Monday, I'm really talking about this past Monday. Enjoy the episode. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Blue Wire. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast and presented by Indeed and BetOnline.ag. Rocktober is rolling along, and it is time to bring in an expert for some more talk about the Rocky franchise. He joined me last year to talk Cinderella Man, so joining me today for his thoughts on Rocky, he is a writer for Ring Magazine, Michael Montero. Michael, thanks so much for returning to Big Screen Sports. Thanks for having me back on. Um, It's crazy to think it's been almost a year since I was on the first time. We had so much fun, so uh, I was looking forward to doing it again. Thanks for having me back. Of course, yeah, no, love talking Cinderella, man. It it does feel like it has been fifteen years since we recorded that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that exactly. Was, that was pre twenty twenty. Uh, before we get into it, Michael, tell the folks where they can find you, what you've been up to with Ring Magazine. Uh, yeah, so you can find me on all the social media outlets: Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all that good stuff. The link is at Montero Unboxing, and. Um, other than writing for Ring Magazine and RingTV.com, my weekly podcast, The Neutral Corner, it's live every Monday. That was picked up by Ring as well. So you can watch that live on YouTube or listen to the audio uh, anywhere podcasts are heard. Well, we had a great time with Cinderella Man because you are a, a boxing historian. You, you brought all the expertise that I do not have. So I, I had to have you on for October, had to have you on <laughs> to uh, to cover the Rocky franchise. 
Um, I mean, first and foremost, as a as a boxing guy, where does the Rocky franchise? How, how does it how does it stack up for you versus other boxing movies? Like, how many Rocky movies would be in your top five? Oh, in the top five, that's a tough one. I mean, as far as like franchises go. I think Rocky is number one. I mean, it, there, there have been so many great boxing movies. And honestly, there's hundreds more stories to tell. Actually, probably thousands. Uh, they, they make for, you know, boxers in their lives make for such compelling cinema, you know, because of the highs and lows and just the humanity involved in the sport. And that's one thing uh, – that Sylvester Stallone did a really, really good job of capturing, you know, the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs. And I think that the Rocky character and the Rocky franchise is pretty much synonymous with the sport of boxing now, at least in the United States. It's just an iconic uh, series. I want to say the movies combined have done like over 1.5 billion at the box office. I mean, that says it all. Yeah, I mean they're insanely popular. That's five the the five originals, and then the Rocky Balboa kind of reboot, and then the two Creeds, and yeah, they I mean they they bank every time. Were you a were you a boxing fan first or a Rocky fan first? Like what came first, the chicken or the egg in this situation? Huh. Uh, that's interesting. That's a good question. I mean, so I was born in 1979. That's when Rocky II came out. So technically, uh, Rocky predates me, but then, of course, boxing has been around for centuries, so that really predates me. You know, I was probably a boxing fan first, to be honest with you. I grew up in a family that watched a lot of boxing and talked about, you know, all the the, the great fighters from, from back in the day and everything. So uh, the first, you know, Rocky movie that really, really stands out to me was Rocky IV, which came out in 1985. Uh, so I was like six years old. And that's when I was kind of like really old enough to, to see a new Rocky movie. Uh, then, of course, you go back and watch them all. And now as an adult, I really appreciate Rocky and Rocky II the most, you know, those two films. Um, but yeah, definitely a boxing fan first and then, um, and then a Rocky fan. So if you had to rank the the first five in Rocky Balboa and, and the two creeds, if you had to put them all together, so you would say Rocky and Rocky two are your, your number one, number two? Yeah, and you know, this might sound controversial, but I I really liked Rocky Balboa, the sixth film that came out in two thousand six. I've and been this, saying for this month that Rocky Balboa was actually a lot better than it had any business being when you consider what the actual yes. like plot was. Yeah, it, it, this, the uh, I don't know the specifics as far as the production, but I want to say Sylvester Stallone had a lot more personal control in Rocky Balboa. I think the series got kind of out of hand <laughs> when you were talking about Rocky Four and Five. You know, uh, there were a lot of chefs in the kitchen. Oh yeah, but I I think Rocky Balboa was kind of him going back to basics, and it felt very much. It kind of had the heart that you had in Rocky and Rocky two. And for me, Rocky Balboa ranks third, man. I know that's probably controversial, but, um, and, and you know, like I like the Creed movies. They're okay, but they just, to me, they just can't touch the originals. So they fall a little short of that to me. Um, uh, they don't, they don't to me have the heart that those original, just the, the, the human, um, I don't know what word, other word to use other than humanity, where you just you feel the passion, you, you know that that those original Rockies had. So 
Uh, for me, it'd be Rocky one, Rocky two, and then Rocky Balboa. Those are my top three of the entire series. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, like I've said, Rocky Balboa was a lot better than it had any business being. It's got that great speech he gives to his son. Um, yeah. I can't remember. I'm sure you remember the uh, the name of the boxer who played the uh, Mason the Lion Dixon. Yes, Antonio Tarver. And, you know, interesting story, um, Stallone tried to get Roy Jones Jr. to play that part because at that time, Roy Jones Jr. was very, very popular. And... Um, I guess I don't know how many messages he left, but I guess he left literally dozens of messages and Roy Jones just never got back to him. So he reached out to Antonio Tarver and he said, hell yeah, man, let's do it. And he did a good job. I thought Antonio Tarver did a pretty good job. And uh, there were some good moments uh, in a couple of scenes between Stallone and, and Tarver in that film. Well, in this series, kind of like Cinderella Man, uh, has gotten a lot of boxers involved, has, has cast a lot of actual athletes, um, usually not for the the actual, the big bad of each movie, but like Carl Weathers is a great athlete. Uh, yeah. You know, um, Dolph Lundgren is a just a, I, no one else could play Drago, uh, right. I, I think. Um, but what... What movie do you think has the best boxing action, or do you have a, a favorite, an actual favorite boxing match from the Rocky movies? Because we recently, I guess next week, next Monday is, is the episode on Rocky, and that the first, the original Rocky match, the original one between Apollo and Rocky, is just a seemingly unrealistic absolute bloodbath. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, that is one thing about the Rocky films. They are not very realistic. I, there was a couple of years ago on social media, like a little uh, video going around. I can't remember which platform it was. It might have been Facebook or something. But uh, it said, like, if Rocky happened in real life and like 30 seconds into the fight, the ref stopped the fight. You know, that, and that that's the truth. I, I mean, those fights are absolutely freaking ridiculous. And in each fight, they get more ridiculous, you know. Um, so, yeah, the Rockies, the training Coincidentally enough, there's there's some of the training that's that's somewhat realistic. The dynamic of training, I should say. Uh, Rocky three stands out to me in that where that's the one with Mr. T who uh, played Clubber Lang. Lang. And I really think that's one of the best movie villains ever. I think he did such a great job in that. And um, you felt the intimidation, the way they set that up. But at the beginning of that movie, you saw Rocky Balboa, you know, who was the champion. He's riding high and he's training in this beautiful facility. He's got all these pretty girls around, you know. And then you see Clubber Lang, like, training in a basement, just grunting and snarling, you know. And it's all dark and, and damp. And and that that's true. I mean, that's that's what happens. You know, Rocky Balboa, as they say, got civilized. And he had to kind of go back to the old school in that movie. And that is a real dynamic, not just in boxing, but I'd say in all martial arts, where when you're the champion, you become the hunted, you know, and they really showed that dynamic really well in that movie, particularly with that. I think there's like a training montage in the opening of that film. And they really, really did a good job of showing that. Yeah, I think they they do such a great job with the the Clubber Lang character. And Rocky Three really gets overshadowed by Rocky Four just because of 
the the popcornness of Rocky Four, and that it yeah. was essentially like America versus communism, and the speech you know, at the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's and and Drago, that whole thing is it's especially in meme culture nowadays, and it just gets it gets overshadowed. But when you think about Clubber Lang, is probably the best actual big bad villain in the series because. Apollo is not really as much of a villain as he is just a a very worthy foe. He is not you are not you don't really hate Apollo. You in the early in the movies you might be annoyed by him or you know you're rooting for Rocky but you don't hate him. You hate Clubber Lang. You want Clubber Lang to lose so badly. And I like I I, I think I would agree. I, I love I love Mr. T in that role. I think it's, I think it is absolutely awesome. But would, would that one with uh, Rocky's eventual knockout of Clubber be your favorite fight? I think so. Just because, you know, as you mentioned, uh, the first two Rockies with Apollo Creed, you think of most action films and even Cinderella Man, which we reviewed before, the, the big bad is usually a bad guy. You root against him, right? And, Apollo Creed is this likable, classy character. He's just really, really good and braggadocious, you know. But then all of a sudden there's this complete flip in Rocky Three, where Clubber Lang is this menacing guy, this scary guy that you want to see Rocky, the hero, overcome and defeat. And, you know, when he does that in the film and the way he does it, Particularly, I mean, that movie came out in 1982. It might look cheesy now to like a young kid, you know, that's looking back and watching that. But at the time, with the soundtrack and the styles and the fashions, I mean, and then Apollo Creed trains Rocky Balboa. They're running on the beach together in their short shorts, right? Just the whole Legendary scene. (laughs) Yes, yes. There's a lot of uh, leg flexing on the beach. Uh, Yeah, man, that might be my favorite one. That really might be my favorite one. Yeah, like I said, it just gets overshadowed by Rocky IV, which is almost almost kind of unfortunate. But as this series has has stretched on, I mean, it's gone from 76 to present day. I mean, the Creed II came out recently. I'm sure they are not done with the, the Rocky Balboa IP. And as someone who is, who is in the boxing business, who covers boxing, has studied boxing, is there any sort of direct link between the popularity of the Rocky franchise and the business of boxing? Like, for example, Bull Durham helped usher in a new era of popularity for minor league baseball. Have there been any reciprocal kind of things from, is there been any direct link between the Rocky franchise and the business of boxing? I think so. I mean, the Rocky franchise is global. It's something that um, those movies are not just popular in America. They're popular around the world. And what's happened from, I would say, the 70s, to present day is boxing is be, is really expanded. It's become a really global sport. It used to be pretty much centered in America, particularly around New York, the Eastern United States, and then it moved over into the Western United States, uh, Las Vegas, Southern California. But now it's more of a global sport than ever before. And I do think the Rocky franchise did play a role in that. It's not you know the only part, but boxing now is huge in so many other countries, of course, throughout Latin America, the UK, Germany, Japan. There are so many parts of the world where boxing's huge. And one thing that you always notice, you know, covering events over there, people know the Rocky films. You know, I know several professional fighters that watch the Rocky films. I know one in particular, he would not want me to give his name out, but I know 
he would watch a Rocky movie uh, literally driving to the arena before every one of his fights. He'd do it to kind of pump himself up. Did he have a specific one? Is it, Did he say if he has a, like, is there a certain Rocky movie that pumps him up or he just varies? He loved Rocky Ford. Now, he's from the former Soviet Union. That's all I'm going to say. That's interesting. But, uh, yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah, he's from the former Soviet Union. Um, I won't say which country, but he uh, he loved Rocky Ford. Now, he watched them all, but he loved watching that movie, and he would do it oftentimes the day of a fight. That is, that is really interesting because, yeah, you, I mean, you'd think with – I would say Rocky – I don't know if Rocky is my favorite boxing movie. Uh, I mean, it is excellent. I think, you know, I think Raging Bull is really good. And I, I mean, mm. and I said this during the, when we did the podcast. I think I love Cinderella Man. I love it. Um, love yeah, it. it's. I think it's phenomenal. Uh, but like you said earlier, there's there's so many good boxing movies. Just, I mean, there's always going to be boxing movies. It's really one of the only things in the sports movie universe that is still getting big studio productions, but just the, the name value of the Rocky franchise and how that has lasted. Cause I can't think of another boxing franchise that has lasted. And I'm sure they're not done. They're going to figure out something for Creed three or, or, you know, some sort of, some sort of expansion on the Rocky universe. I wouldn't be surprised personally to say a, like a prequel or, or some sort of, I don't think you can do the first movie again, I think that's a lightning in a bottle thing that you're not going to capture, but I wouldn't be surprised to see some sort of uh, some sort of reboot. I actually had uh, my my guest on the the Rocky movie when we we actually cover Rocky one has suggested a a preview a uh, a Mick something something based on oh. Mick and his boxing career back in the day, which would kind of be in the same time of of Cinderella Man that that we covered is there any sort of expansion on the rocky universe that you'd be open to that that's an awesome idea i mean i love period pieces uh which is part of why i love cinderella man so much i think that anything you do with the rocky films whether it is following mick whether it's following uh maybe you do a prequel to the rocky film and you see rocky balboa working as a loan shark um you know and, and struggling with uh you know financially but then maybe mixed up with organized crime individuals and stuff like that there's a lot of different ways you could go um but the mick idea i love that there's a bunch of things you could do you could follow uh you know paulie you could follow adrian there's so many great characters but i would be open to all that stuff i think um prequels are popular right now and the way that you can produce stuff and go like right to Netflix, you don't have to involve studios, you don't have to involve the theaters. I think if, if Netflix or Hulu picked up something like that, it'd be huge for them. Big Street Sports is brought to you by Indeed. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hire. You only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. 
fast. Try it Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is our best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Big Stream Sports is also brought to you by our old friends at BetOnline.ag. The wait is over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win the season. Game spreads, totals, team player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can also get in on season opening bonuses today. Start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. And that stuff changes week to week, so that's always open. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code Blue Wire, betonline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, I think so too. And I don't know, I don't know where you go with Creed. And I think Creed, the Creed series. I mean, I I really enjoyed the Creed movies. The first boxing scene in Creed, the the two or three, I think it's the two round thing where it just it's supposed to be set up like a single shot is incredible, but I think Creed is going to run into the same problem that the Rocky franchise ran into, which is how do you keep the, the main character hungry for, you know, five, six movies? Because it's, you have the, you have the thing, you know, one, he's obviously an underdog Two, you know, he's getting one more crack at Apollo, you know, he's got to see if he can win the title. Uh, three, you know, you get Clubber is the, you know, just the antagonist, the big bad. Four, he's got to get, you know, revenge for Apollo. And then five, the wheels come off. So it's like, how do you keep the character hungry? So I think, I think prequel or reboot or something like that is, is the way to go. I would be, I'd be all in on that. But I want to, I want to get to some typical episode questions, but just kind of the series as a whole, you know, we, you talked about the, the training in some of the movies is realistic. I know I don't want to spoil too much about Monday's episode on the, the first one, but the the thing with the string that he talks about, um, Rocky Marciano, I think his trainer did that. Uh, is there something in this in this one besides just the general onslaught, uh, in the early boxing boxing matches about how violent they are? Is there something that sticks out to you as just the least authentic part about the Rocky series? In any particular movie or the entire any, series? Yeah, any particular movie. You've got you can you can pick out if there's one certain thing, if there's a running thing in, in the uh in the series. Um I, I think, you know, the running thing in the series is just some of the the fight action is fundamentally it's terrible. I mean the boxing fundamentals that uh, are displayed uh get seem to get worse and worse with each film. And um I think probably the first two Rockies, you actually see some good fundamentals, particularly from Carl Weathers, who actually knew a little something about boxing. Incredible athlete. Yeah, just a great athlete who actually, like, you know, as, as a guy myself that's trained and know, it can handle myself in a ring, I, I look at Carl Weathers and I'm like, that dude can box. Like, he actually, his his stance is good, his jab, his his footwork, his balance, it's all pretty solid. And with the Rocky Balboa character, his fundamentals are supposed to be bad. So that makes sense. Um, but just the action in the fight scenes is way over the top. And the blood and the cuts, there's one thing I can't recall seeing in any Rocky film is like a, a ring doctor. So anytime there's a bad cut on a fighter, the ring doctor, usually the ref will call, halt, bring the ring doctor over. 
and they'll inspect the cut. And if you can see skull, and I've been ringside, and I've seen guys get cut where you see bone, you see skull, fight's automatically off. No question about it. If, if a cut is bad enough to where a fighter's vision is impaired, some, some doctors and some commissions will let a guy fight on for a couple rounds. But like in these Rocky films, particularly the first couple, that was in the era of 15-round fights. If your eye is closed for 10 rounds, I just that's not going to go the distance. I, I mean, that happened back in the 20s and the 30s, you know. But primarily now, you know, in the 80s, 90s, and forward, when you are on HBO, you're on Showtime, you're on these, you know, premium networks, there's millions of people watching, uh, they're not going to let a fight go past a certain point with really bad cuts and really bad swelling, particularly, you know, with all the ring depths that we've had in boxing. Um, so that, to me, is the most unrealistic part. It is, and, and the... the the downside of it is, is casual fans watch that. I, I've literally had people come up to me, casual sports fans, and say, man, I would watch more boxing if they were like the Rocky movies. And yeah, I try to explain that why would any fighter do that when they don't have to? You know, they're trying to preserve their health and, and win the fight so that they can make more money down the road. Um, they're not going to fight like you saw in Rocky Four, where uh, Ivan Drago literally picks up Rocky, I think, at one point and throws him across the ring. That fight's over at that point. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's just that sort of thing. But it's Hollywood, and that's part of, I think, what makes the Rocky movies fun, honestly, is that they're so campy at times with the fight action. Yeah, I mean, in real life, it is a sport. It is not a war. And at the end of the first Rocky, in, in round 15, the the announcer says, you know, oh, it looks like these guys have been in a war. And they're talking about Apollo spitting up blood. And I've seen enough war movies that you know that when someone is bleeding out of their mouth, like things have gone really wrong, and that person is not long for this world. And they're just talking about like, yeah, Apollo's spitting up blood. And you you think like even a casual boxing fan like me, like, hey, you know, is there a doctor in the house? Because like I feel like Apollo is not okay. Yeah, you know, well, there are wars in boxing, I will say. I, I've been to plenty of them where you see a fight and both guys are different after that. Their lives, their careers are never the same. They leave a piece of themselves in the ring. So you see rig wars. I have seen fighters spit up blood. Um I've seen cool. fractured orbital bones. I mean, I've seen a guy's ear literally get punched off, the entire ear get punched off. Uh, I've seen crazy stuff. But in a heavyweight championship fight on, you know, primetime network TV where you've got millions of people watching, an injury like that, chances are, with you know, they're going to stop that fight. So that's the part of it that, yeah, it, it does get a little bit ridiculous. But again, that's kind of the fun of the movies. You just kind of laugh and enjoy it. Yeah, especially when they get into the 80s, especially for like three and four. And it's they're simultaneous with Stallone doing all those crazy action movies, too. It just fits right into that. But, yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier there's a lot of different characters in the series that you could go for 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 more content or expanding that IP. Do you? I want to get into the Lenny Harris Pinch Hitter Award for Best Supporting Character that we do on a main episode. Do you have a favorite supporting character in the Rocky? Just basically any character but Rocky. Do you have a, a second favorite? Um, so it pro, pro, it's, it's almost a tie. I would say um, I like Carl Weathers, and uh, I thought the Apollo Creed character, he did a fantastic job. 
And as him being, quote unquote, the bad guy, even though he really wasn't, he was this classy, likable, intelligent, successful, bad guy, uh, antagonist. I don't know what the right word is, but also as, as an African-American playing that role. And I, I think Sylvester Stallone deserves some credit as well for this. The way they wrote and presented that character, the way Carl Weathers played it, was so great. And I think, honestly, before its time. I really think that that type of character was before its time. And then I liked Pauly. I mean, Pauly's hilarious. <laughs> so uh, pretty much everything Pauly says is funny in, in, the, in the movies. So I enjoy Pauly as well. Pauly gets much better as the series goes on. The original yeah. movie is a really tough look for him. He does not have many redeeming qualities besides introducing Rocky to the meat. Things get better for Polly as the like they. I That's think they point. realize. I think they took a step back and were like, "Yeah, we. I don't think we can keep writing this guy as scummy as we're writing him. We need to make him likable and somewhat." But you pointed out with Apollo. And I, I think the the movie, especially one and one and two, do not work if he is not respected. And yes, if he is, and, and Rocky is the one who shows him that. Like, um, there's that scene early in Rocky one when he's you know he's watching Apollo at the bar, and the guy calls Apollo. The guy says something derogatory about Apollo, and it calls him a clown, I think. And Rocky's like, "That guy's a champion." And I think if it is like a Clubber Lang situation where you're supposed to hate him instead of just he is a foe, he is an adversary, but he is you know worthy of respect. I think it takes away from the actual story of Rocky One, which is about uh, it. It is more a a self. It is a movie about this guy and his in his journey and his struggle and his back up against the wall it is not about beating this bad guy i think i think that the movies are so much better for that i completely agree with you and um i think that it's it's so relatable for so many americans obviously but i can't tell you how many boxing fans uh, i've bumped into just you know covering events from different parts of latin america europe asia wherever and they, we talk about Rocky, and they can relate to the character. It, you know, it's a guy who's struggling, is trying to figure out uh, how to improve his situation. And there's a little speech he has with Adrian the night before the fight where he basically tells her, you know, I just want to go the distance. There is no freaking way I can beat this guy. He's amazing. But no one's ever been able to go to the distance. Everyone, he's knocked everybody out. If I can go the distance, if I can show that I have that intestinal fortitude, I know I'm not just another bum from the neighborhood. And there's a lot of people that can relate to that from uh, every every walk of life, really. And that that's kind of the magic of that film. I think a lot of people uh, honestly underrate the the story in that film and what it's really about. It's just about the human spirit, man. Yeah, because like three and four, even two, because it's about reclaiming the title, it's suddenly about I got to beat this guy instead of I just need to better my situation and I need to do this for myself. And because I, I am sure there have been boxing, and I'm sure you can speak to this better, that there have been boxing matches where the fighters actually hated each other. But mm -hmm. most of the time, it is just they're, they're fighting to advance their own careers and advance themselves in life. It is a sport. Yeah, there's... Uh I could name tons of fights where the guys really did hate each other. <laughs> uh, it does happen. It happens a lot. But in, in the end, even the guys that hate each other, it's still business. And th they still have an ounce of respect 
where because they know what the other guy's been through. And nine, 99% of the time, one thing that separates boxing from other sports, most of the fighters come from uh, an underprivileged background, you know. And that is one thing I think fighters respect about each other is, hey, man, we're trying to get to a better place in life for, for myself, for my family. That's another thing in the Rocky series. You know, he marries Adrian. Then he has uh, children and he's uh, I think he has a son. So it's about now it's bigger than him. He's got to fight for his family. And that's something that a, a lot of boxers can relate to. But it's something also, man, think of a guy that gets up every morning. My father, my father works several jobs. He'd get up in the morning, uh, the crack of dawn and plow snow for the city of Detroit, come home and eat breakfast, and then go to his other job at a forklift warehouse. And, you know, he'd come home exhausted that night. But that's what he had to do to provide for his family and get us in a better situation. My dad can relate to Rocky, and he wasn't a boxer. That's why these films break through and transcend, because so many different people can relate to the to the character. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It is a it is a human story. It is not. I mean, especially the first one. It is not as much a boxing movie or a sports movie. It is. It is a human story. It is a life piece, and I think that's why it resonates. I want to wrap up with uh, my favorite category from every single episode: is the big chill. Uh, the big chill moments. The the Rocky series is a series that, uh, in a lot of ways, has made its bread on these big chill moments. Do you have? Is there a single moment in the series that you can look at and be like, "That's the one that that makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up"? Yeah, you know, and it, again, it's going to be somewhat controversial because most people would point to the first Rocky movie or the second one. I'm going to go back to Rocky Balboa, which I still think is an underrated film. There's uh, in, in the final fight scene which I think the the, the uh, editing of the final fight scene is awesome. I love the music, and they have some black and white going. And it goes back between color and black and white, slow motion. And there's one part where uh, uh, Mason, I, I want to call him Antonio Tarver, but it's, it's Mason Dixon, uh, drops Rocky Balboa, and he kind of talks to himself, you know, and he kind of says, what is it you told your son? And he, he remembers the speech, kind of the rant he gave to his son. And he, t- he tells himself, get up. And you hear, you know, like the crowd go crazy and he makes himself get up. And uh, you see Mason Dixon's face and he just goes, oh, shit. And just the way they shot that and edited that, awesome, man. Every time I see that, I just want to go out and like run a few miles or go work out. <laughs> that's part of the that's part of the series, though, is having moments like that. I, th- I do think getting into the 21st century really helped the series as far as like the actual boxing scenes and how they film them. Cause like, I think Creed does a phenomenal job, but yes. Michael Montero, I appreciate you coming on big screen sports. Uh, always good to talk, talk boxing with you, talk movies with you. Tell the folks again, where they can follow you, find your stuff. Yeah. It's uh the handle is Montero on boxing. Find me on Twitter. Please follow me there. Find me on uh, YouTube and uh, follow my, or subscribe to my YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, all the latest and greatest boxing news and notes. And um, check out my podcast every Monday, The Neutral Corner. Always a pleasure to have you on. If you enjoyed this episode of Big Screen Sports, remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Rate review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, not much more to say except we are wrapping up our uh, Rocktober on Monday with the original Rocky. We'll catch you then. Thanks for listening.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.